I think there are, there's a number of things you can do with YouTube. You know, it can be used as a remarketing vehicle. It can be used to build a, a list. It can be used to create brand lift for your business. And then it can be used to, to drive direct conversions, even from cold traffic. And so I, I think it's a, an untapped uh, channel. You know, I get to speak. About are you YouTube using ads. YouTube ads in your business? Should you be? In 2020, right now, there are so many eyeballs on YouTube. So what is the untapped opportunity for YouTube ads for your business? Well, in this episode, you'll find out. Let's go. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day guys, and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is episode 144, and I'm excited to get into today's show for you very, very soon. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. And in this episode today, we're diving into how to create and use the ideal YouTube ad. It's something that I haven't had a lot of experience with. It's something that we've experimented with for some of our clients, but as of right now, it's not something that I've spent a lot of time in. So my guest today is an absolute expert in the world of YouTube ads, and I'm excited to get into today's show. But before I do, just a real quick reminder once again that right now you can jump in and try out the Engage Video Marketing Academy for just $1 for the first 14 days. Now the Engage Video Marketing Academy is my brand new membership, which is designed to help you, the small business owner, the entrepreneur, the marketer, the person out there who's trying to do better, more effective video strategy to grow their business. And I wanna come alongside and help you through the Engage Video Marketing Academy. There's training resources, there's downloads, there will be new and updated resources and trainings as we move forward each and every month, as well as the members only Facebook group to learn and share from each other, opportunities for one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions with me, and of course our group coaching sessions each and every month. And right now you can give it a try for just $1 for the first 14 days at Engage Video Marketing dot com slash academy trial i'd love to see you on the inside of the membership real soon so my guest today is brett curry the ceo of omg commerce a digital marketing agency and google premier partner brett is the author of the ultimate guide to google shopping published by shopify and he's also the host of the e-commerce evolution podcast highlighting what's new and what's next in the world of e-commerce he and his team manage Google, Amazon, and YouTube ad campaigns for growing e-commerce brands. And he's a veritable expert in the world of YouTube advertising. I first met Brett in San Diego in March 2020 at Social Media Marketing World, where he was a fellow speaker at that event. And when we got to chatting, I knew I had to get him on the show to share his wisdom and expertise for you guys. So in this episode, we're gonna discuss 
the state of YouTube ads right now in 2020. And we're gonna break down how to craft the perfect YouTube ad and what that actually looks like. We're gonna talk about some of the key YouTube ad types that you wanna be focusing on right now. And we're going to also unpack a little bit of the underutilized or less understood elements of YouTube advertising that you can capitalize on for your business. So let's get into my interview now with Brett Curry from OMG Commerce. Brett Curry, welcome to the show. Hey Ben, how you doing? I'm doing all right down here in Australia and you're up there in, we're at Missouri, did you say? Yep, in Springfield, Missouri, so right in the middle of the United States. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm excited to have you on the show. We met in social media marketing world 2020, back before all of the coronavirus craziness hit the world. Before the world and shut down. It was like the last <laughs> big event, you know, before everything closed down. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I was excited to get you on, particularly with your focus on, on YouTube ads. Now, it's not, not something that we've dove into particularly deeply on the show before. So I'm excited for this episode. But for people that haven't heard of Brett Curry or OMG Commerce, your company before, can you give us the backstory and who are you and what you do today? Sure. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, simply put, I'm, I'm a marketing nerd. Uh, I do love video marketing. Uh, I, I first realized this, I think, when I saw the Ginsu knife infomercials as a kid and they fascinated me and I was intrigued by it. And I was like, you know, maybe, maybe marketing is the later, you know, maybe the marketing is uh, the career for me. Uh, but OMG Commerce, we're a digital marketing agency. We serve e-commerce brands, growing e-commerce brands. We're a team of 38 and growing, uh, primarily in Springfield, Missouri, but we have a, an office in New Jersey and then we have some remote employees as well. And so, you know, I have the privilege of speaking at events all over the country, uh, spoke at Social Media Marketing World, which is where you and I met. I uh, also spoke at an event at the YouTube LA offices uh, just after that. And uh, it was a, an event with about 100 e-commerce brands. And so our focus is with the Google Ads ecosystem. So search shopping YouTube and then the Amazon Ads ecosystem. So sponsored products, sponsored brand video, Amazon DSP. I spend more of my time working on YouTube. So all of our big YouTube accounts, I'm still heavily involved with, involved on the creative side, involved on the campaign, uh, oversight and management. And so the campaigns we run, we're more of a direct response agency. So rather than building brand awareness and things like that, we're driving direct conversion. So typically for e-commerce companies, that means purchases. You know, so we're driving someone, taking someone, someone from not being aware of a product to clicking on the site and hopefully converting. And so, yeah, so that's a little bit what we do. I host a podcast called e-commerce evolution. So we're talking about what's new and what's next in e-commerce and yeah, that's the quick, that's the quick story. Awesome. Cool. Could you share any, any of the brands you've worked with or any of your success stories? Yeah. So we're working now with, with native deodorant have been working with them for a couple of years. So Moise Ali started the company several years ago and then sold to Procter & Gamble. So uh, Procter & Gamble brand uh, managed, yeah, managed all of their Google ads for I think two, two three years. Uh, we work with Boom by Cindy Joseph, which is Ezra Firestone's brand. That's a ton of fun because Ezra, you know, he, he runs Smart Marketer as well and a brilliant speaker and marketer. And so getting to kind of team up with him. Is, is a ton of fun. And so we can talk about some of the results there. A lot, a lot of my clients, I need to be, you know, kind of close lip on, on results, but 
boom is one where Ezra doesn't mind if we if we share that. Uh, do some work in the automotive space, uh, several other supplement and skincare brands and things like that. Worked with the Groove Rings, helping them get started with, with YouTube. And so, yeah, so a variety. We work with about 80 e-commerce brands and, uh, you know, for e-commerce, we're one of the largest spenders on YouTube ads. So. Excellent. So let's talk about YouTube ads today in 2020, because they've been a thing for a while now. But what, what would you say is the opportunity for businesses right now, whether they be in e-commerce or otherwise, when they're thinking about YouTube ads as part of their paid strategy right now in 2020? Yeah, I think, I think there's an immense opportunity with YouTube, regardless of your industry. So I love e-commerce for a variety of reasons, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You can be a service-based business or an info product or uh, you know, just generating leads online, insurance, whatever. I think YouTube has a ton of opportunity for a couple of reasons. So, so a few things that are happening right now, and as we record this, we're still kind of in the middle of, of lockdown in some places, although that's beginning to be eased and, and lined up. Uh, YouTube consumption is at an all-time high. So I, I have some friends, you know, that run um, YouTube channels, and I know you're well aware of this, but, you know, organic YouTube views are up 100%, 200% in some cases. But YouTube is just experiencing a lot of growth in general, and and even younger generations, right? Gen Z, Gen Y, um, really active on YouTube. Uh, one of the other things that that you know we like to keep in mind as we're as we're crafting ad campaigns and specific ads is, you know, you can zero in on someone at just the right moment with YouTube. So you kind of know what they're searching for either on YouTube or on Google, right? Based on the the audiences, you can you can build. And so you can, you can deliver the right message at just the right time. So we're seeing, you know, a growing platform uh, also because of some of the stuff going on in the world right now, you know, to travel uh, advertisers, which that's a huge segment. It's a big category for Google. They've pulled off largely. So right now costs on YouTube are, are low. So we're, we're seeing costs down 20 to 50% right now. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, it's not going to last forever. Those costs will go back up, but just a huge opportunity right now. And so I think there are, there's a number of things you can do with YouTube. You know, it can be used as a remarketing vehicle. It can be used to build a, a list. It can be used to create brand lift for your business. And then it can be used to, to drive direct conversions, even from cold traffic. And so I, I think it's a, an untapped uh, channel. You know, I get to speak about YouTube ads a lot. And I, every time I do, I ask the audience, you know, how many of you are actively investing in YouTube ads? It's usually like 10 to 15% of the audience, Ben. It's just it's yeah. crazy how low it is. And so I think it's an untapped opportunity. And I don't think there's been a better time to be on YouTube than right now. So tell me when it comes to YouTube advertising specifically. And I think if we if we liken it to traditional broadcast advertising, which traditionally would be very interruptive, as as in you're wanting to watch a program and then the the ad break comes on and and with YouTube as well I feel that at least in the early days it was taking that same broadcast interruptive approach where you're wanting to watch the video you've clicked the thumbnail for and then you know pre-roll ads would come in or in some cases mid-roll ads kind of interrupting and that's still certainly the way that the the platform works but where where do you see people I guess, challenging that interruptive approach to advertising in the way that they're using YouTube ads. Does that make sense? Does that question make sense? 
Yeah, it, it does. And yeah, it is still more of an interruption media. You know, you, you went to watch an educational video or a cat video or something, and then this advertiser pops up and, and you know, tries to make you watch their video. The beauty of it is, you know, and then the TrueView format has been out now for, I think, going on five years. You can skip, right? So that, that skip ad button pops yeah. up after five seconds. Um, so while it is still interruption-based, uh, if you do your audience targeting correctly, and if you craft the beginning of your video in such a way that you're reaching the right person and making them say, hey, this, this is for me. Like there's, there's something here. If I keep watching this video, I'm going to get some value out of it. Yeah. So really working on that, that message to market match. And, and if you can do that, then I think it, it opens a lot up for you. And, and, and I will say, like, I, I love the audience targeting piece. And that's something we've been good at for a long time. And you can kind of nerd out, you know, an audience building and looking at the metrics and stuff uh, related to audiences. And it's a lot of fun. But getting the creative right is even more important, right? I saw a stat recently, uh, actually, speaking of the YouTube event in LA, and someone from their Unskippable Labs team at YouTube spoke and, and they said, now 70% of your success with YouTube ads is based on your creative, not yep. audience targeting. So audience targeting is important, but the, the creative is so important. So I think that's the real key, like become, you know, you're this uninvited uh, pest to begin with, but, but make it where people then welcome you as they watch the video and they say, hey, this, this is actually worth my time. I love that. I mean, Seth Godin, a number of years ago, wrote about the idea of permission marketing as being right. the way we should be marketing to people today and, and into the future. And I think what we can take from that when we're using interruptive forms in digital marketing is those opening seconds that, uh, you know, we are pushing in front of someone's eyeballs is our opportunity to earn permission, right? So the idea of the skip button being right there, if we don't earn the permission with those opening seconds by being hyper-targeted and hyper-relevant to the person who's watching that video so that they care, then they're going to click skip, right? It's built into the platform. So I think that, you know, as opposed to, you know, standard broadcast advertising where, well, traditionally you couldn't skip them. I mean, now you can with DVRs and, you know, sure. um, fast forwarding ads and so on. But, you know, in the, in the traditional days, you kind of, you had to sit there and watch them or walk away. Um, and yeah, I think exactly. that that's where and you I can think, get success. Yeah. And, I, and I, lo I love that framing of it where you're saying you're earning permission and that's what you're doing. And so if you can be very relevant and if you can hook someone in those first five seconds, mm -hmm. then you did earn that permission. And if not, then you don't deserve it, right? You don't deserve yep. to have them stick around if you didn't hook them in the, in the first five seconds. And, and so then the, the other beautiful part about this, and actually I did a decent amount of TV advertising in a previous life. I didn't really talk about that in the intro, but did some TV, did some radio. And, and I always loved TV and I, I, I know it works. It still works today. But yeah, we never, got the, we never got the details of how many people would choose to skip this ad if they could or how many people got bored and just walked away for a little while. You know, you, like, you couldn't get that data with TV ads, but you can get that with YouTube ads. So, so even if this wasn't something where you go uh, guns a blazing and then spend a lot on YouTube ads, you could still use it to test content, test different angles, test different appeals, test different openings, and just, you know, watch the view metrics and things and, and see how it works. I think there's some real value there too. So, so yeah, anyway, that's uh, 
Yeah, you have no, to I love earn that. that permission. I love that, and I love the um, the the idea of really paying attention to to the data and the metrics that's available to you as well. We may we may get into that more more later, but I'd love yeah, to cool. unpack with you. You know, when it comes to the types of ads you can choose to run on 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 YouTube, what type of ads do you think are working best right now, or is is there no clear answer to that? And and you mean like the the creative? What type of creative? Yeah, the creative, great. Yeah. So, so there's a variety of things, you know, um, we actually I put together this, this free guide, which we can talk about later, but, um, it has like nine templates of, you know, these are the, the types of ads that really seem to be working on, on YouTube. And there's some examples and stuff. I'll talk about a few of them. Uh, one yeah. of my favorites, uh, we call the manifesto. And so the manifesto, th- this really works if your product or your service is kind of a disruptor. If you're disrupting a category or disrupting a process, then the manifesto can really work. And, and, and so in, in essence, you're saying with the manifesto, the current way of doing it is broken, right? Your current mattress, the current bathroom spray you're using, right? So I'm thinking of purple mattress and, and poopery. Both, both of those videos were made by the, the Harmon brothers. So shout out to them. But you know, the way you're doing this, it's broken, right? It doesn't work. And, and we're on a mission to fix it, right? Not just, we've got some product here, but we're, we've got like this, this crusade, right? This mission to save the world from a bad experience with a mattress, right? Yeah. And, and so then, you know, you kind of weave in some science and some social proof and, you know, stack some value in there. And, and, and so the manifesto is super powerful. We're also, one of my other favorite templates or, or uh, genres, so to speak, is one that we call the testimonial sandwich. And I first learned this from my buddy Ezra Firestone. So basically the way this works is the video opens with one to three authentic customer testimonials. Then in the middle, you've got kind of a demonstration of the product or service or whatever it is. And then the video closes with, with an additional one to three testimonials. And you really want those testimonials to, to key in on the, on the biggest benefits, the most compelling benefits and, and make them clear and compelling and also where they're believable, right? Because yeah. that's the beauty of a real testimonial is it's more believable than the brand, you know, saying it themselves. So, so those are two great ones. Another one that I really like is what we'd call the explainer. And the explainer is really just like this clear problem solution premise where you're saying, hey, this is a problem. Here's the solution for it. And then you're clearly communicating who your product or service is for, what it does, and, and why you should want it. Right. Uh, so a great example of that, there's a, there's a great ad by uh, Grammarly, which Grammarly, are you, are you familiar with Grammarly, Ben? I, I am. Yeah. And I, in fact, I probably see more of their YouTube ads than any other from the top of my They're a top mind. spender on YouTube ads. Yeah. They spend yeah. a lot. So their kind of their primary ad they run on YouTube is a perfect example of an explainer, you know, kind of shows, shows a variety of people, it shows a couple of students, a male and a female student that shows, shows male professionals, female professionals, shows a guy in a library, a lady, a mom who like seems to be part of the PTA, like just a variety of things. And they're all saying, Hey, you know, Grammarly fixes my mistakes while I'm typing. Right. And one lady says, Hey, I can't afford to have a bad social media post. Right. So I need Grammarly to fix my social media posts. Uh, it's just very clear. It's got, you know, this, this problem of, Hey, we've all written something, sent something. And then we looked like an idiot because there were, you know, grammar errors or spelling errors. Don't do that. You know, Grammarly fixes it. So the explainer 
is also very, very powerful. Uh, one other one that I'll just spend a really brief amount of time on this, but uh, we call it the UGC mashup or the user generated content mashup. So we've, we've done this a lot in the automotive space, the, the cosmetic space, healthcare space, where basically the whole ad is just segments of testimonials. Maybe you have a little bit of a, a, a voiceover and kind of framing the opening, but then it's just customer testimonials. And uh, what we like to get is, you know, even the raw shot on an iPhone type testimonial, those are really, really powerful. The secret yeah. though is you usually need to edit them, right? Because a lot of times what you get from a customer is, you know, maybe three minutes long and it's kind of windy and, and they have trouble getting to the point and things like that. But if you can, but usually there's like 10 to 15 seconds of pure gold there. If you can cut that out and then string that together across several different actual testimonials, man, that could be an amazing video. We, we, we had some, we had one in the automotive space that we ran UGC mashups, the same UGC mashup that, that also had some kind of before and after pictures for, for a good solid year on YouTube. And it, it just crushed it. Um, so that's another ad type that really works. Yeah, cool. I mean, that raises for me an interesting follow-on question around some of the examples of, of advertisers you've shared there, whether it be Grammarly, Harman Brothers, the production value is very high. But when you're talking about things like a UGC mashup, then obviously you've shot on an iPhone. Yes, there's some editing involved, but production quality is less high, right? So what role do you believe that actual production quality of the ad creative plays in the success of the ad? I think the production quality, it definitely matters and it does play an important role, but maybe not to the level that most people are thinking right now. So if you think about, you know, what, what is the, one of the most important parts of a YouTube ad, it's really two things. It's, it's the script or the story that you're telling, the message that you're sharing, and then the visuals that back those up, right? So the visuals are super important. Like the visuals need to convey the right things. Do the, do the visuals back up what you're saying? And do they convey confidence? And do they provide proof? And do, do they overcome objections and things like that? So, so the, the visuals are important, but they don't have to be that fancy. Like we just created an ad for a, a supplement company where we got this real thought provoking question then we have lots of still images that we kind of added motion to of the product. And then we cut to actual customer testimonials and all the testimonials were either shot with a smartphone or with someone's webcam. And so they're pretty, pretty raw. Like the people, the people still look good. Lighting is good. They look like the target market because they are the target market. And what they say is really compelling. And so I personally like videos where there's, where there's a little bit of a mix, right? Where there's a few elements where you can tell, okay, this is a legitimate company. This is great footage or these are great still images with some motion to it. And then, oh, hey, here's real customers because this is kind of raw and it feels, feels raw. Um, so, so yeah, so visuals are important, but you don't have to go full Harmon Brothers. You don't spend half a million or a million dollars on the, on the video. That's not necessary. Um, but what you say and what you show is important. It's just having a huge budget is not the most important thing. I would definitely say that there's something in the authentic testimonial kind of grabs that you include being, being more raw and feeling more, more real. I think there's something in that for sure. Yeah. Because anytime a testimonial seems too polished, too put together, 
The lighting yeah. is perfect. The hair is perfect. The the clothes they're wearing are perfect. You're like, mm, is that a paid person? Right. It can yeah. still work. Like what they say is meaningful and feels authentic. Like we're pretty good judges of is this person, does this person mean what they say or are they, you know, just getting a paycheck? Um, but if there's something kind of like a pattern interrupt, it's engaging when you see, hey, it looks like someone was just, you know, shot this on their phone. And what they're saying is really compelling and, and believable. So, so yeah. And, and, I, and I think there's, there's something nice about that change of pace too. If you can go from kind of polished to raw to back to polished, like that, that can be a really nice uh, mix for a, for a good YouTube ad. Yeah. Cool. Would you say that, uh, it's possible to repurpose video content that you're using on other platforms or on other ad platforms or even native video content into an ad format that, that will work? Or is it better to kind of, you know, go back to the drawing board and create the video ad purely for the purpose of YouTube ads? Yeah, it's a great question. So YouTube is its own beast. And what works on YouTube is not always the same thing that works in other platforms. We have had some clients where their videos are really great and they tell the full story. And so the same videos are used on Facebook that are used on YouTube. But that's more the exception than the rule. Uh, my advice is, yeah, if you've got some videos that are, that are crushing it on Facebook, or videos that are doing really well on a landing page, convincing someone to take action. There's probably some elements of that video at least that could work really well on YouTube, but you're probably not gonna be able to just take that video in its present form off of Facebook and put it onto YouTube and it, and it still win, right? Or still, still do well. So as, as an example, you know, on Facebook, you get the benefit of the, the block of copy above the video and then some yeah. call to action below the video. And so, that can do some of the heavy lifting and that can tell some of the story as well. So, you know, we got some friends that sell coffee, right? And they do a lot with, with Facebook ads. And sometimes it's just a little gif of like pouring coffee next to a piece of cake. And then there's copy, you know, that kind of sells it. That type of thing, you know, wouldn't work on, on YouTube, right? So YouTube, you've got to kind of tell the story from start to finish. You've got to, it, the video itself has to do all of the work. But, you know, what we have had success with is we'll, you know, talk to a client and find, okay, these are your winning Facebook creatives. Here's like a demonstration video you use on our product detail page. Here's some customer testimonials. We can weave that together, especially if you have like a voiceover that kind of ties it together and with the right kind of editing. And if, you know, the, the footage is all good, you can kind of pull all that together. So, so yeah, if you've got good video assets that are working in other channels, likely that could be the, the start of a great YouTube ad. But you do need to step back and say, yeah, what's what's going to what's going to work on this platform? You know, how do we hook someone? How do we communicate that benefit quickly and clearly? How do we overcome objections? How do we stack value? How do we show testimonies? How do we make all of this work? And so, so yeah, so yeah, that that's really the the key. Um, you can't just pull ads from other platforms and use them immediately on on YouTube, but you can repurpose elements and, and kind of mix and match, you know, to make a good YouTube ad. Awesome. You, you, you ran through really quickly there some of those elements that you would want to make sure to get in a YouTube ad. Can you, can you run us through them uh, in, you know, step by step? We won't go too sure. deep into each one, but you mentioned, you know, starting with a strong hook, right? Yeah. Yep. So you got to hook them in the first five seconds. You know, that is that time uh, that someone is forced to watch the ad. And so there has to be something there to make them stick around. So it could be 
shock and awe. It could be just a really clear benefit. It could be a curiosity play. It could be that you've just identified the person and they're like, okay, you're talking directly to me because I'm a small business owner or I'm a marketer or I'm a you know, gardener or whatever. But now what do you have for me? So you got to hook them in the first five seconds. That's, that's key. Uh, you really need to lead with the strongest benefit. And so one of the things that, that we've been experimenting with and then um, the Unskippable Labs team at, at YouTube, which this is a team that all they do is analyze ads and they watch how people respond to those ads and behave with those ads and then they you know, uh, uh, present their findings. You know, they talk about how this sort of this new approach that some movie trailers use where instead of like having this slow build up in the, um, the trailer for the movie, you know, where they, it kind of builds a story and then climax, you know, in the, in the trailer. And then it goes back down where the trailer will start with, start with like an explosion or, you know, all these crazy things happening and just really to grab someone's attention. Like as an example, in the movie, 1917, you know, the trailer was like guy running through the, the field and mines are going off and, and bombs are being dropped and missiles and all kinds of crazy stuff. And then it backs out and tells the story, right? So it hooks them initially, and then it backs out and tells the story. That's what that's what's working on YouTube as well. So front load the the video, right? Get that big key benefit. Like, hey, what if you could have this result without the without this pain? Put that right in the front of the video. So lead with the strongest benefit. That's important. Yeah, uh, telling the story in a fresh and compelling way, right? So uh, I, I like the company Untuck It you know, where, hey, the, the shirt is designed to be worn untucked. And so rather than just saying, hey, this is a better men's dress shirt, they're saying, hey, this, this shirt is designed to be worn untucked. And if you're wearing a, another dress shirt and you're leaving it untucked, you might look a little sloppy. Like they don't say it that way, but they're kind of presenting it in that way. Um, I mentioned the Gin, Ginsu knife uh, commercials at the, at the outset and that kind of predated me because I think it comes out, came out in the 80s. But you know, that was the, the infomercial where, you know, the Ginsu knife would saw through a Pepsi can and then immediately pick up a tomato and cut through it with ease like it was butter. But it was just a really compelling way to show, hey, this is a quality knife. So tell the story in a fresh and compelling way. That's super important. We talk quite a bit about this element, so I won't talk about it a whole lot. But social proof, you know, get, get some real customers, some influencers, some you know quasi celebrities even to say, man, this product is great. This product works. I use it every day. Here's been my results. Here's why I love it. Social proof can't overstate the importance of that. Yeah. Uh, then you wanna you wanna stack the value, right? So even if your product is not that expensive, or even if you're giving away a free guide or or something free, you know, kind of as as the beginning of the lead generation process, you wanna stack the value. Why is this such a good deal? Right. So uh, a purple mattress, you know, they kind of talk about, hey, you know, if you go to a department store, you'll pay five or six thousand dollars for a mattress. Um, you know, but our mattress isn't even a thousand dollars. It's X. And so they kind of stack into value. Uh, it doesn't have to, to just be price related, but but, you know, build up the, the time saving, the cost saving, just the benefit of what you offer and that, you know, you're going to deliver all those benefits. Right. So stacking the value is super important. You also want to assume the risk, right? Nobody wants to be left holding the bag. Nobody wants to be, people don't want to look dumb. They don't want to make a mistake, right? So uh, my friend, Peter Goodwin at Groove Life, it's a silicone uh, wedding ring company. They have some other accessories and other cool stuff too. 
you know, with a silicone wedding ring, if someone's not used to that product, they're potentially concerned that it'll break or they'll lose it or something. So, you know, Peter assumes the risk and says, hey, we've got a 94 year unlimited warranty. So if it breaks, it cracks, you lose it, we'll replace it. 94 so years. They, so they assume the risk. Uh, and then finally, you need a, a strong call to action. What do you want someone to do, right? You need to, to ask them to take some sort of action. And so, you know, usually, usually this is, you know, on the video saying, hey, go check out this guide, go see this product in action, go see how you can save today, go check out this free trial, you know, download Grammarly for free, whatever. So, so give that, that CTA. And then on, around the ad, you're going to have some call to action buttons. And we've tested a lot of different button copy. We haven't really found anything that works better than learn more right now. So just putting a learn more uh, button around there is, is usually what gets a lot of, a lot of clicks. So, so yeah, so that's kind of a quick rundown. You know, there's, there's lots of ways to, to execute on some of those elements, but kind of those seven things, if you've got those in place, you're probably well on your way to, to creating a, a successful YouTube ad. Awesome. Thank you for that. Can I ask, like, is there a recommended duration? How long should these ads be? Yeah, such a great question. Um, so the, fir the first answer is, you know, the, the ad needs to be as long as it needs to be to tell the story, to, to, you yeah. know, to lay out the key benefit or key benefits to overcome objections to make it clear why someone should take action, what action to take. So it needs to be as, as long as it needs to be to, to get that done, right? But we've seen that the sweet spot is usually a minute to three minutes. If you go less than a minute, usually you haven't shared enough for someone to really take action. Uh, we've seen some video ads as long as seven minutes. Like we ran this video for Boom by Cindy Joseph for a long time, it was like seven and a half minutes, it worked really well. One of their other top videos was four minutes, so, so those can work. Um, an interesting, so I'll give you kind of an example. Uh, we have a deodorant company. They ran uh, a one minute version of a commercial and then a 30 second version of the same commercial. So it was the same, edit. it was the same spokesperson, same script, same everything, just condensed, right? Just edited and just chopped down to 30 seconds. The one minute version, actually the, it was like a minute and 10 seconds, but the, the minute and 10 second version got 10 X the conversions of the 30 second version. So it, it kind of also depends on what you're trying to accomplish. If you just want to get views, if you just want to build some awareness, if you want to maybe, you know, increase your brand search campaigns and things like that later, then shorter is fine. Like shorter will get a higher view through rate typically, but longer is going to have a better conversion rate, going to get people to, to take action much easier. So, so yeah, so that kind of one minute to, to three minutes is great the big automotive client I was talking about before, you know, they're kind of their winning UGC mashup was about 45 seconds. So there's no, there's no exact answer, but usually a little bit longer is better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what about the role of things like a six second bumper on YouTube? You know, there's like not skippable, super quick. Do you use them much? So I really want the six second bumper to work. I want to find a use case where that just crushes it because they're kind of fun. You know, it's kind of a, a challenge to tell a story in six seconds and, and yeah. uh, you know, maybe get someone to take action. We just candidly have not been able to make those work. Like we, we've tested them for remarketing. We really thought that was going to be the play, like running these as 
remarketing reminders. So maybe you show your hero video first and then, then you know, you, you, you build your viewed video audiences and you show a, another hero video next. And then if someone's been to the site and they haven't purchased, maybe then you can kind of pepper them with six second bumper ads. We just haven't been able to measure an impact. So very weak on direct conversions, not able to measure a strong brand lift. I think there could be a play there. You know, I think if you're a big brand advertiser or if you're, you're trying to get views or awareness on a particular thing, it could work. But, but so far, we just haven't had that much success with them. So that would not be the first thing I would test if you're, if you're new to YouTube ads. Okay. What, is there a key format that you would, ad format that you would ask people to try first? Yep. So, so definitely it's the YouTube true view video, right? And the, the in-stream variety, that's the, yep. the pre-roll, the before videos that we we're talking about. And then uh, there's a special subset called true view for action. And basically how you get there is you just, you just choose drive conversions as your primary objective with the campaign. So you're, you're trying to drive conversions. Uh, and then if you use target CPA bidding where you're saying, Hey Google, I'm willing to pay X for a conversion. And a conversion is a guide download or a you know, video view on this landing page or a purchase. Uh, that's usually best. And so those, those are the skippable ads, but true view for action is kind of the, the official term there. And so that's, that's what we found the most success with. So as we have clients that are spending, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, twenty thousand dollars a day on YouTube ads, and getting good results. It's all with TrueView for action and typically target CPA bidding. All right, cool. Thanks for breaking that down for us. Yeah. So can you break down some of the common mistakes that you see people making with using YouTube ads, particularly if they're, if they're trying to do it themselves or they're new to using YouTube as an advertising platform, where are they wasting money or making the biggest mistakes? Yeah. So, so a lot of it does come down to the creative, you know, it's not thinking through those critical five seconds. You know, we see that a lot where, uh, you know, we had a, a barbecue grill company that they ended up doing very well with YouTube, but the first video they created was like their animated logo spinning around for six yeah. seconds. And we're like, guys, like everyone's going to skip and hate this and hate you for it. Um, so, you know, not, not thinking through those first five seconds, we already kind of talked about this, but you know, taking a video from another platform and just putting it on YouTube without thinking about how it can be modified. We see that a lot and that doesn't work well. Um, really the structure of the campaign. So either poor audience targeting. So maybe you're, you're, you're choosing the wrong audience. Like we, we prefer intent based audiences first. So in market audiences, keyword based audiences, an audience called custom intent, which is where, you can take, you build a list of people based on what they're searching for on Google right now. So, so we see a lot of audience mistakes where someone's maybe too broad in the very beginning and they're not zeroing in on the, the people that are most likely to take action. So, so audience issues can definitely be a thing. Um, the other thing that, that we notice a lot is if you're not careful, you can end up running ads on some, in some really weird places without, without meaning to. So, the best thing to do is to choose just to run your ads on YouTube, just on YouTube alone. There's okay. some settings though in, in your campaign where you can open up to uh, the display network and then like the YouTube partner network. 
that's where you'll end up like your ads will show up on, on candy crush and other games and stuff like that. Like those never work. Right. So that's another thing where if you kind of know your way around the platform, you could end up showing up in some really bizarre places where you really don't have much of an opportunity to, to convert. So, so those are kind of the big mistakes. Um, you know, the, the other thing is not really giving it enough time to work. So YouTube is, is, it does take a little bit of time to kind of build up some, some results. And one of the first things you may see is when you, when you start turning on your YouTube ads is you may see a lift in branded search, right? Your branded search campaigns may really start to grow and really start to take off. So don't discount that, right? Uh, it takes a little time. If you're trying to hit a very specific uh, cost per conversion, it may take a little bit of time to get there. So uh, I've also seen people kind of bail on the platform too soon um, when it does, it does take a little bit of time to kind of dial in. So, so yeah, th- those are some of the, the top mistakes that we see. So what about, what about budget, particularly for someone just starting out on the platform? Is there a, a minimum budget that you would say people would need to spend to really be able to test if it's going to convert for them? Yeah. You know, you, you can definitely get too watered down or, you know, if you're, if your budget is small, then, you know, you don't want to test too many audiences or too many creatives, because if you spread those audiences and those creatives too thin, then you're not really going to be getting enough data, right? So you can't really learn if you're using something like target CPA, you know, Google smart bid algorithm can't really learn. So, so you can start with a smaller budget. And I would say, you know, like a hundred dollars a day budget would probably be on the, on the lower side. If you did that, you know, you'd want to have probably one or two creatives, one or two campaigns max, because you want to really see how those are doing. Um, you know, if you're running a target CPA campaign, so you're trying to, you know, get guide downloads at, at $5 a, a download, um, Google recommends your daily budget per campaign is like 10 to 20 X, whatever your CPA target is right? Because the, the, the algorithm needs some room to kind of experiment and play. And so you can kind of do the math there, but, but yeah, anywhere from, you know, a hundred to a thousand dollars a day, kind of minimum, depending on how fast you want to learn, how many creatives you want to test, you know, that, that's kind of what you're looking at. But, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with starting with the smaller end there with the budget. It's just, you know, with a lot, like with a lot of things like with display, you're going to find a lot of combinations that don't work, or you're going to find some videos that don't work, some audiences that don't work. And so you have to be willing to, to, to work through that to find the things that, that do work. So yeah, I think you could start for as little as $100 a day. You may just be a little slower in your learning process. You may, may, you may be month, month two, month three, before you're kind of really finding some, some winners there. Yeah, cool. Makes sense. I'm interested to just in closing here, just to kind of shoot the breeze with you a little bit about where you think the YouTube ad platform is going over the next couple of years. You know, you, we've seen changes on other ad platforms, particularly Facebook, uh, where they're bringing new, new inventory opportunities, new, new placements and things like that. And we've seen a bit of that on YouTube over the years, but obviously not as much change as quickly, I think, as Facebook. But what, what do you see changing? Where do you see this going if, it, if it's going to change at all? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And so, you know, some of the changes that YouTube is making, they are opening up different placements, different networks, right? I just sort of talked about the, the YouTube partner network. So your YouTube ads could appear 
on sites that are part of the Google Display Network. So your YouTube ads could appear in a, in a variety of different places. Those placements can work, but not always, right? I think uh, we're, we're subscribers now to YouTube TV, which is great. So we watch you know, our local channels and ESPN and stuff on YouTube TV. I think there's going to be more inventory opening up there. You know, a lot of people streaming YouTube, you know, on an Apple TV or on their smart TV or whatever, there's going to be inventory opening up there as well, which I think is, is really interesting. But with the growth, with the adoption of the platform being so strong with younger people, uh, I think the core, the core ad unit of the TrueView ad, you know, that skippable ad, I, I think that's going to be the key ad for the foreseeable future for YouTube. Now, they're also opening up uh, what's called discovery ads. And you may have seen this. These are primarily in the YouTube app, but they're more, they almost look like an Instagram ad, a Facebook ad also, but more like Instagram actually, where it's, it's kind of an image, a little bit of text above it, and then call it to action. And those, you know, take up some serious space on the YouTube app. So those are actually called discovery mm, ads. Yeah. So it's not, Technically a YouTube ad, but it's managed in the Google ads interface, just like YouTube is, uh, and the placement is on YouTube. So I think we're going to see some more creative ads like that. Uh, you're starting to see Google shopping ads. So the, the product listing ads, those are also on YouTube. I think that's going to increase. And, and so, yeah, I think there's, there's going to continually be these, these ad innovations. Um, you know, now YouTube stories are a thing. And so I can see some ad units being available in there as well. But I think, I think that core skippable ad format, it works. I don't think there's fatigue with it because it is skippable. So I think that's going to be the core ad unit for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I, I probably tend to agree with you. I, I, I think that's good. So, Brett, um, that was awesome. This has been super valuable. And particularly for people that haven't really considered YouTube and YouTube ads uh, as part of their their ecosystem around their, their brand, I guess. It's a, been a really useful rundown and breakdown of it and where we stand in 2020. So just in closing, where can people learn more from you or find out more about you? Obviously, they can go and listen to e-commerce evolution, your podcast, if they're podcast listeners, which I assume they are because they're listening to this one. Um, but where else can people find out more from you, Brett? Yep. Yep. So uh, happy to connect on the, the socials. So LinkedIn, Facebook, connect with me there. That, that's great. Uh, the easiest place to learn more about YouTube is at omgcommerce.com. And so, you know, we are an agency. We do help people with this. So happy to chat about that. But, uh, you know, just getting started, just kind of learning. We have some, some excellent resources. So I talked about kind of our top nine YouTube ad templates. So there's uh, uh, under resources and then guides on the site. There's the top YouTube ads template. So it's, it's got those nine templates and then links to lots of YouTube ad examples. So, so check that out. I think it'll be an inspiration. I think it'll help you as you're looking to build that next great YouTube ad. Uh, there's also a guide there on getting authentic customer testimonials. So whether you're in person shooting testimonials, which at the time of this recording, that's not really allowed, but, but one day it will be again. Uh, or if you're trying to get, you know, testimonials from someone who's remote and they're shooting it on their iPhone or whatever, there's a guide to kind of walk you through how to request that, what, what questions to ask, how to put that all together. So that's a free guide as well. So, so yeah, check it out at omgcommerce.com. And then if you'd like, we'd love to connect and talk YouTube. 
Awesome. Cool. Thanks for that. And I encourage people to check out those resources. We'll have links to those resources in the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 144. Brett Curry, thanks for joining me on the show today. Ben, thanks a bunch, man. I had a lot of fun. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, cool. Thanks, man. All right, there you go. So thanks again to Brett Curry from OMG Commerce for joining me on today's episode. And you can get all the show notes and links to everything that we talked about in today's show at the show notes page, engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 144. And let me ask you something. Have you left a rating and a review for this show on the podcast player of your choice? If you haven't, I'd love for you to leave a rating and a review, particularly on the Apple store. And you can do so at engagevideomarketing.com slash iTunes and just follow the links there. I know that there are many people who listen to this show each and every week who haven't yet left a rating and a review. So can I ask you, please just take a moment after listening to this episode to head on over and do that for me. It's super appreciated and really helps this show reach more people, which is really what I'm all about is helping more people better their video marketing strategy. So thanks again, and I'll be back with you next week for another interview episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing. Don't forget your $1 trial for 14 days of the Engage Video Marketing Academy, which you can get at engagevideomarketing.com slash academy trial. And I will see you next week for another episode of the podcast. Take care.